How's it going, guys? So very high-yield question for OBGYN for 2CK. This is past level. You must know this. If you are studying for step one, this actually has shown up on the exam. It is fair game. Although, yes, this is very clinical. This is very 2CK. Uh, we do not need to be obstetricians, okay? I will tell you exactly what you need to know for the exam uh, without all the superfluous bullshit, okay? So before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. And give the video a like. I really appreciate it. And find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical. Link is down below. And find me on Telegram. Links are down below. Now starting this question here. 35-year-old woman, G3P2, 39 weeks gestation. She has a blood pressure 150 on 90, chronic hypertension, managed with labetalol. Chronic hypertension refers to hypertension that started either prior to the pregnancy or in the first 20 weeks of pregnancy. If it starts uh, after 20 weeks, we call that uh, gestational hypertension. Labetalol, a uh, frequent drug uh, used for hypertension in pregnancy. Methyl dopa, also frequently used. Hydralazine tends to be in the emergency setting. Uh, fetus is cephalically engaged. That's what we expect. Head is down. Uh, it means the fetus is not breached. Five hours after admission, cervix is five centimeters dilated. This is the active phase of uh, stage one, okay, so literature has shifted over time, whether active phase starts at uh, four or six centimeters uh, dilatation, but five would be uh, in the active phase, four centimeters tends to be uh, current literature. So our fetal heart rate tracing, this is the past level stuff. Now quick for terminology is you need to know what an acceleration versus a deceleration is. Uh, this upper curve is the fetal heart rate, the bottom curve is the uh, uterine contractions. Normal fetal heart rate is 110 to 160 beats per minute. An acceleration refers to, and this is normal, okay? This is fetal well-being. Accelerations, if you do fetal heart rate tracing, is about every 20 minutes, we should see about three times. The fetal heart rate will jump up about 20 beats per minute. It maintains that increased level for about 20 seconds, and then it falls back down, okay? That occurs about three times every 20 minutes. That's an acceleration that reflects fetal well-being. That's what we expect. However, sometimes bradycardia can occur. This is called decelerations, and as we have here. And there's three types you need to know, early, variable, and late decelerations. Now, what determines whether it's early, variable, late is when the, de is when the fetal bradycardia occurs relative to the uh, uterine contractions. Now, you can see here in this tracing that the, that the, uh, the crest of the uterine contraction is in the same vertical axis, the same y-plane, as the nadir or trough of the uh, fetal uh, bradycardia, the deceleration. They're in the same vertical plane. This, this is called an early deceleration, okay? If you get this nadir slash trough slightly to the right of the uterine contraction, okay? You get the uterine contraction and then slightly delayed, you get the trough, that would be called a late decel. And variable is, there's no relationship between the two. So now cutting to the fucking chase. If you have early D cells as we have here, same vertical plane, this is fetal head compression. It's thought to be a vagal response, something to do with increased systemic vascular resistance. Uh, but this is head compression, early D cells, very fucking high yield. If we have variable D cells where there's no relationship between the two, that's cord compression. If we have late D cells, that's fetal hypoxia slash placental insufficiency, okay? Very important, you know early variable late D cells. Fetal sleep state and maternal fever. Now I've seen these on 2CK material. If we have a straight line, so neither an acceleration nor deceleration, if we have a straight line for the fetal heart rate tracing, and it's in the normal range between 110 and 160, that's fetal sleep state. If we have a straight line and it's tachycardic, okay, about 180, that's gonna be maternal fever, okay? That's what I've seen on NBME material. You don't have to obsess over uh, pedantic management uh, regarding what to do in these cases. 
Um, USMLE just mainly wants you to know these tracings, like what they like that this would be an early D cell, for example, and that means we have head compression. Um, but you could be aware that if you have a variable or late D cells, uh, you can stop oxytocin, give the expectant mother oxygen, and position her on her side. Okay, and I've also seen one question where they mentioned amnio infusion. It's if you were to ask me, you say, Mike, when could amnio infusion be an answer on USMLE? I would say never. Uh, but I've seen it once in a variable D cell question, okay, where there was rupture of membranes and they wanted amnio infusion in that setting. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, they just want you to be able to look at a tracing and say, okay, that's an early D cell or that's a late D cell, et cetera. And as we said, this one's an early D cell. They're in the same vertical plane. You know the deal. I'm going to continue making more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel. And I appreciate your time. That's it.